are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Thank you for joining me today. I know I haven't been in people for a couple of days. I've been working on my truck, doing a front-end rebuild. And for those who are mechanics, you know what it is. For those who don't, basically I had to re- replace the basically the parts, the upper control arm, lower control arm, all that stuff to make the car turn in the direction that you wanted to go and come to a stop. Help is for suspension. Also, I had to put some some uh, shocks on there too. So I had to do a whole. When I mean a whole rebuild, I mean a whole rebuild or replacing parts. So that's why I have been in the in the studio making a podcast for the last couple of days. I still got some stuff I need to do to it. You know, I got stuck yesterday uh, doing a the rear differential and had three bolts that rounded out. So I had to get a bolt extractor which should be coming soon take those three bolts out boom be back on the road but until then you know that's what was going on um if you've been following the news lately it's two stories that's been making headlines well one that i did about byron allen versus comcast well byron allen and his company are buying 11 television stations as Comcast attempt to kind of slow things down for Byron Allen. So Comcast is trying to, to delay Byron Allen's right to sit at the table of owning net, uh, being on the network that uh, on Comcast. But U.S. television gladly took his, two, his $290 million. So Byron Allen bought 11 television shows. I mean, not, not television shows, television stations, correction. Television stations from USA Television for $290 million. Now, if you heard me when I was going through the thing of buying adverse and Comcast, you heard me when I said that, you know, why not buy an island, get a streaming service, or buy some stations of its own? You got the money, buy your own stuff. Put it out there. And the hell with Comcast. And I guess somebody over there at Byron Allen Studios must have been hearing this podcast. Because that's exactly what they did. They bought 11 stations from U.S. Network. And now they finna put their stuff out there. But that's what I would have done in the first place. But you know what? I was thinking about this, about the whole case. And I'm going to say something that may... Some many may agree, many may not. And I said it in the original podcast, but I'm gonna say it again that Byron Allen was one of those comfortable blacks that white folks love. And in a sense, Byron Allen thought that since he had done certain things that these good, clean white Christian folks allowed him to do, that they was gonna allow him to sit at this table. And he got a, He basically got a wake-up call. But I'm glad that he finally woke up a little further and went on and bought some stations. And I hope he buys some more stations. Um, 
to put things together um, for himself. And also, there, in, if you haven't heard also, that uh, there's another black-owned station that's supposed to be coming up this year by J.C. Watts. And uh, the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and another guy supposed to be up and running. And I posted it on, on Twitter. Saw that the other day. Uh, I think it's called Black News. Let me. I want to make sure that I say it right so nobody won't come back and say, that's not what it is. But um, right now I can't put it up. But that's something good that, you know, J.C. Watts was talking about that about a couple months ago. Him and his partner was uh, talking about having a black news network. So it's about to come up around November. And now you got Byron Allen thing. So, again, black people can't sit here and say we don't have any infrastructure. It's there. Now, if it be successful, that depends on you and I. Whatever they're going to you know, put on it content-wise. But... You and I are basically at the controls of making or breaking these networks that's now coming out from J.C. Watts to Byron Allen and so on. So it's basically we are in the driver's seat, but it's also what type of content that they're going to put out. And is the news from uh, J.C. Watts and his his network is going to be informative or it's going to be just like all the rest of the stuff just fluff so that's something that the wait and see so wait and see to see what how that's going to go um on to the other story and i know people have been following that story about uh amber geiger the the former police officer that shot the dude got 10 years uh the brother of the slain Man forgave this chick. <laughs> and I looked at this and said, this, <laughs> this, I can't believe this fool doing it. And a lot of other folks have voiced their opinion too. And the judge. Um, I'm going to tell you straight up like this, people. And I know this is going to be hard for some of you Bible thumpers. And a lot of you fools that sit around here and want to keep talking about forgiveness because... You don't forgive the person who really needs forgiveness. You'll forgive somebody like this, this beast, this person who deliberately took this man's life and showed, didn't even render aid to this guy. You'll forgive that person. But if someone who unintentionally done something to you asks for forgiveness, you tell them, go to hell. And, and it's a lot of that. Uh, boot licking mammy type stuff that's going on recently and I mean I looked at the judge I said I've never seen a judge come off a bench and hug a, a, a killer a killer who killed a black man now if there had been a black man killing a white woman like that cop who popped that chick who hit that police car Nobody didn't hug his ass. Nobody didn't hug his ass. Nobody didn't give him a Bible and say, yo, you know, God going to be with you. You know, you didn't mean to do it. No, nah, no one. your ass got 45 years straight up beating. 
This chick got uh, eligible for probation in three years. Three years she can get up and walk out of there. Walk back to her life. And, you know, the, the all the nonsense in this trial. You know what I'm saying? I know I didn't say that too much about the Byron Allen thing because I already talked about that. But I just wanted to give you those things about that, that that's what was going on. But this here, I mean, it's just nonsense, man. How we as people do that foolishness to ourselves. And then we expect people to respect us. But if you, if the person was black and done you that, like I said, you wouldn't forgive them. You'll tell that person, go to hell. And for 5, 10, 15, 20 years of your life, you'll hate that person's guts. But see, what I'm saying about this, about this part here, that's not hate. This has been going on for, for the last couple of years. I skip, you know, I sit here and told people that this is a second wave. Stuff has been coming. Black men has been dropping dead at the hands of white people, white women especially, popping folks, causing confusion, killing people at will. But you want to turn around and say, we got to forgive. And white nationalists say, we got to forgive. I did a podcast in my second, probably second or third season about forgiveness. Oh, I think I call it the unjust. One of evil war. The whole thing about it is that this, this madness of forgiving your enemy is ludicrous. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drive you into the ground. And that's going to be your downfall. Now, as I said again, for all you Bible thumpers, for all you people sitting up here, Mr. Q, you preaching hate. You preaching hate all these people. You need to forgive. You need to go back and look in that Bible that you swear to so much. Because I'm, you know, quite sure that in there God was a warrior God. And when God launched war, he didn't forgive until what was he wanted to be destroyed was destroyed. Now, we always don't go that way. We'll go straight to the love thy neighbor, love and love. Everybody need compassion. Everybody don't need compassion. Some people need a foot to their ass. Some people need a foot to their back. They need to know that there is a punishment. And don't give me that junk about after. Get it now. Let them feel that right now. Let them feel it. Don't give me that mess. Because I'm going to tell you, when I was growing up, you know, my mom, you know, she disciplined me. But she didn't show me no mercy. And I used to think my mom hated me. But my mom said, no. She said, baby, because I'm raising you right. And you know what happened when I went out away from my mom, from different people, in the community or when I went to some people's house say, you know what, your mom raised you right, boy. And I used to look at them like, what do you mean? You don't, most of the people didn't know my mom. Some people did, some people don't. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, it's because of your character. She raised you right. Thank God for that. And a lot of these clowns have not been risen right. But everybody want to issue out forgiveness. Must sit up here and walk in your house and shoot your your child, your brother, your your uncle, somebody, your or niece or your auntie or something. Then you're going to turn around. I'm going to oh, <laughs> just want to forgive. You're not going to get no forgiveness to me. 
shit ha- that shit happens, I guarantee you. I don't know care how long it takes. I don't care how long I have to wait. But I'm going to get that ass. And I'm not just going to get you. I'm going to get everyone that you know. There's going to be a punishment. But you're not going to know it. And that's what we need to hear. All that bootlicking. Oh, I forgive. Remember about uh, a couple months ago about the little boy who uh, who they said allegedly grabbed the woman's ass or something. And her mom sit up there and said, we forgive him. But the little boy said he didn't. Something to that effect. Now, the little boy had enough sense to say, no, nah, I'm not going to forgive someone who done me wrong. But the mom said, we're going to forgive. Fuck that. You forgive the people who are sincere. You look on that videotape of Amber Geithner, that chick didn't have no remorse in her heart, in her actions. This bitch was on there looking at her cell phone. She had an affair with a, with a married man. Her character was shot. But y'all, the one, the, the simp-ass brother and the dumb-ass judge wanted to give forgive? Fuck that. Ain't no forgiveness in here. Because I guarantee you this was a total switch. And his brother was killed by a black man. They been through the book, under his, through that mug under the damn prison. We wouldn't even hear that mother. You just say, he's gone. That nigga disappeared to the prison. Yep. <laughs> His clothes laying right there on the floor. It's, it's time out for that dumb shit, people. And you know, the sad thing about it, I'm going to tell you, I read some comments from different outlets uh, who were, you know, following this, this uh, story. And a lot of white people sit here and say, that's why y'all don't get no respect. That's bad, people. Other white people are telling us that's why they don't respect us. Because we too busy. Oh, I want to forgive. I want to, can I give you a hug? I would have slapped that bitch across that damn table. She would have felt, she would have felt Jesus that day. Says everybody says, she hope Jesus be merciful on you. She was felt that right there. But it's bad when white folks get on some of these on these some of these um these message boards and they sit there and say it's 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 appalling how stupid black people are that you so quick to forgive us after we didn't do shit to you 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 go straight to the forgiveness thing white people said this not just black people because i know people say well that must have been a whole bunch of, no this white folks saying this white people white folks been telling you what they doing to you doing to you and i but some of you don't want to wake up. Some of you are woke and you still don't care. Because for some reason, deep in your heart, you think that love going to conquer all. Love doesn't conquer all when a person cannot, cannot use effectively what love is. That's, only, that's a person that's cold-hearted. You can't love a cold-hearted person. You can't. I don't care how much you hug and kiss on them. That person going to be cold hearted the next morning. But for some reason. Black brothers and sisters. We have this notion that we can hug and kiss. And pray and lay hands on folks. And that's going to change the world. And the only thing we're doing is getting ourselves handed to us. Hand over fist. 
That's I mean, I sit here and I look at the picture of this dude hugging his damn chick. Man, I'm telling you, that would have been my relative who was minding their business. And somebody went in there and took their life and sat there and told me, hey, hey, it's all good. And then her attorney would have said, you know, you know, he was even on that bullshit. You know, he lost it's a life loss, but you know, it wasn't intentional. It's, you know, he was even fluffing, beating around the bush, basically saying that this man's life was not valuable. But this is a this is a stunt warning to you clowns that be out here messing with these Beckys and Biffs. You keep fucking around with these people. You keep doing it. Your ass is going to be on a cold steel table. And ass going to be skipping off somewhere with a little slap on the wrist. Ten years. She'll be, I, they said she got eligible for three. I guarantee she'll be out in two. Bet on that. My original bet, I thought the chick was going to walk. But this here, she ain't going to do no time in real time. Two years, she's going to be a modest citizen and eligible for parole. And her ass going to be right back out doing the same bullshit that she was doing from the giddy up. And a lot of folks didn't understand, didn't even talk about this chick and the, the, her mister who she's messing around with. Didn't like but black cops. Couldn't stand being around black officers calling them eight cops and all this old foolishness. Ooh, I've been around another eight cop today. Uh, they texting this shit back and forth. If that's not the grounds of someone's hatred, that's not the grounds of what someone really believes. I don't know what, what y'all expected. But y'all keep doing this foolish, man. I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to get a rude awakening. Very rude. And I'm sick and tired of all this mammy bullshit. I'm sick and tired of all this bootlegging forgiveness shit. You won't even forgive me for jaywalking. But you'll forgive this person for dropping a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, it's just totally different. I don't know what you expect. I don't know what this motherfucker owed you or what they promised you. But it's something in the it's something ain't right with this. And I ain't finna sit up here and say, well, I'm a, I'm not gonna have any hate in my heart. I know the scripture when it said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But it's also in there saying that don't be a fool for your enemy. And a lot of people want to be foolish for that. And you harp on this stuff knowing that it's going to neutralize what you really believe and what you really think. That's why you ain't going to ever get anywhere. That's why we always going to stay in this perpetual approval status. Well, Miss Ann and Miss Miss and Mr. Charlie ain't going ain't gonna to approve, so I can't do as I was sitting here talking at the top of this podcast show about Byron Allen acquiring 11 television stations and J.C. Watts bringing on black news for black people. And I was saying about that content. How many of y'all going to support that? How many, how many of y'all going to do it? And then on top of that, to Mr. Watts and Mr. Allen, what is your content going to be? What are you going to do to help us? Because, you know, we've been brainwashed for years on bull crap. I mean, we'd we be, you know, good God. Like, I, I did this podcast called Judas Goat. Let's, go look at, look and listen to that. They sent us to Judas Goat. You know what the Judas Goat is? They, send, they come and get the sheep and take it to the slaughter. 
and black people, we are going to the slaughter. And we're going there willingly, just like them damn sheep. And by the time we get up there, it's time to our turn to get whacked in the head and get killed. We want then that's when we have an epiphany. Wait a minute. Too late. Too freaking late. It's done. So I know it's going to be a lot of people going to disagree. This podcast is going to say, you know, Miss Q, you, you, you know, you got venom in your, in your speech. You need to go see it right with Jesus. Look, let me tell you something, people. My rock with the most high is secure. Matter of fact, he confirmed that a couple of days ago. But God didn't raise me to be a damn idiot. He, he raised me to be a warrior. You to be a warrior. It's time for peace after the war. Not before the war. The war is already upon us and we trying to make peace. Trying to bake cakes and shit and hold people's hands and hug and kiss and pass this on. Here's a little scripture here and then. You know, we do, look, that is over with. It's time to put on your real suit of armor. Pick up your weapon and go to war. And wage it until you see no more. And to, until that, you're going to continue to get the same foolishness. Same foolishness. Another story I wanted to come talk to you about because I don't want to stay on this crap for a minute. They had a story about this um, little boy who was put out of school, 35 degrees in, in Chicago. And you've probably seen that video. It was a black man, one of those um, resource officers and a, a guidance counselor, a counselor, somebody put this boy out, said he ran away until he was found by cops somewhere and brought back to school. They showed video of these people putting him out. Now, I don't know that the little boy was disruptive or nothing, but you could have called his parents, could have called his mom, said, hey, Miss Johnson, uh, little Tom ain't happening today. You know, he's in the office today. Like they used to do in the back in the day. Yo, can you, are you, can you have someone to come pick him up? Oh, he's going to be in the office until you come and get him because he's not going back to school. He's been disruptive. Okay. Miss Johnson get up there because, you know, hey, she got to go get her child, but she going to go up there and get his ass. Oh, she, before she can take him on before he can whoop that ass because you know better. But putting him out in the cold, that's bullshit. You put trash out. You don't put a child out. I don't care how rowdy the child is. First, you do all things that is required by law, and that is to call this person's parents. Hey, Tom ain't happy today. Can you pick him up? He's going to be in the office until somebody comes. He's not allowed to go back to class. Can you send somebody? Or he's going to be here to the end of the day. That's how, that's, those are the, supposedly, supposed to be the procedures in place. But to see that little boy in the video get put out like that because of that, no, that been my child. And then, you know, you've seen countless things of, Teachers putting their hand on the kids. Yeah, you've seen kids putting their hand on teachers, which that's not, should not be required to, but, you know, because I think a teacher should be able to defend herself, knock the shit out of the child, especially when they had stepped up and do some dumb shit. But that video kind of, you know, it got me too. Like, man, you know, you gonna put that child out there in the cold, 35 degrees, at wintertime, 
That's some bullshit. But, you know, hey, you know, I guess that that recess officer, he needs some forgiveness, too. That guidance counselor, she needs some forgiveness, too. She needs somebody to pray for her. No, she needs, they, both of them need to have somebody to put hands on them. And I ain't talking about blessed hands. The only blessed hand they need is the one, two. That's what they need. Right upside their head. That's the only blessing hands that they need. Someone balled up and cracked their jaw and lay them the hell out and walk over. That's what they need. Now, I know, again, for most of you newcomers who listen to this podcast, you sit here and hear like, damn, this dude right here, he ain't playing. He's like, no, I don't play with foolishness. I don't play with that. You shouldn't either. I remember one time I was working at this job and I had a co-worker that uh, used to play with our um, managing them all the time. And they used to, you know, get my uh, my dude and sling around and everything, <laughs> and everything like a little toy. And um, they came to me and they're like, uh, Q, you know, you don't like, you don't play around like that. And I told them, no, because I'm a fucking grown man. This is the fucking place where I work. This is a job. This is not a damn playground. And we in here with equipment and machinery. If somebody get fucking hurt, which the name would be me, you must have sit there and blame and said, I, I would have put my arm in this damn machine and cut my damn hand off or cut my arm off. And most of you motherfuckers in here will back it up. So I said, no, I don't play that shit. I don't do none of that. He hide none of shit. Give me my motherfucking money and I'm out the door. The manager didn't like what I said, but it's perfectly true. And come here to play games with your ass. We ain't in no fucking schoolhouse. There just ain't no fucking playground. So my man came to me like, man, you know, what's, what's going on, man? You need to calm down there, thing, man. You know, they ain't mean nothing about it. They ain't mean nothing about it. Fuck that. Because they do that to me. I'm going to continue to allow this shit. They're going to continue to get comfortable with it. And they kept getting doing this with him. They ain't fuck with me. Because I didn't play that. Because, hey, if I did it to you, there would be a lawsuit. I lost my job. Or, back, or harassing. I've been harassing you. You're invading my space. But for some reason, white folks think they got the right to put their hands on black people. And black folks, you allow this foolishness because <laughs> they just cool. They just so nice to me. Fuck that. Keep your fucking hands off me until I say so. I don't mean to fucking bar with you. Leave me alone. I ain't ask you for nothing. Get the fuck on. That's it. But for most of you idiots out here, you think that is being negative. That's not being negative. That's called respect. Damn it. That's called being somewhat a principal. You're not a fucking puppet or a toy or a doll. You're a human being. That's what you say that you are. That's what you sit here and call yourself. I'm a man. I'm a woman. But you act like a damn toy. They'll tell you get around these fuckers. I don't know. I'm looking like, what the fuck your problem is? Man, fuck on, beat it. And I know people say, oh, man, you talking bitches. No, no, no. I don't, I don't have to cuss and do all that with them. I just give them that look. They know that look. They know that don't fuck with that one. Hey, <laughs> there go Antonio. Let's go fuck with him because he's going to let us do it. 
Uh, oh, let's go help. Let's go mess with Tiffany, cause Tiffany so so wanna be up in here with Brad all the time. You know, <laughs> you know, we wanna do ghetto gagging on her anyway. See, that's how they do that stuff. Whether you wanna believe it or not, it's there. So, again, I you know people, I bring these stories to y'all for you to think. What you do with the information is your own business. You, if you turn this stuff off and go back to being stupid, that's your business, people. But I refuse to do that. I refuse to, to lay down at night to sit here and tell me that bullshit. Oh, I forgave my enemy tonight, God, and you be so good. I'm not going to sit there and say that crap no more. You know how many times I said that stuff and I let people get off the hook for doing shit to me? And people sit up there and they got strong and better than me. And I'm up here looking like, well, God, why are you having And God told me, hey, son, you know, you keep letting these fools off the hook. So I got to I gotta abide by your, your prayer request. And I had to rethink that, like, F that. I need to get my stuff together. But a lot of you clowns are still on that stuff for whatever reasons, whatever deals that y'all have made. I really don't care. Just just listen and know that the shit going to backfire. And y'all ass is going to be on the other end. And y'all ain't nobody going to hug y'all. I'm going to tell you straight up. No one's going to hug you. No one's going to give you no Bible. No one's going to ain't going to think about you. You're going to be dead or gone to prison. And it's going to be business as usual. I did my podcast, The Rise of the Constitutional Convention. And a lot of people, a lot of you fell asleep on just as I said you would. You fell asleep because you don't think that's going to happen. You don't you think you don't have a, 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 a possibly open minded idea that this stuff could ever come to pass. Because you think if I pray, kiss ass, suck off, lay with any white person I can get my hands on, that this chain reaction is going to stop. It doesn't matter. If these mugs sit up here and lay with horses and dogs and screw chickens and shit, what make you think that you that you that they don't think that way about your black ass? Huh? It's all about a win. And y'all keep doing this silliness. I can't, I mean, I sit here and look at this dude hugging this person, man. Good God. And I said this once and I'm going to say it again, people, before I get out of here. If God was to come down here today, a lot of you idiots would not follow. Because God sit here and say, you know what? We're going to war against this person here. Since so we all saying that black folks are the chosen people, God said, okay, I'm coming down. I got my armor on. It's time for battle. I'm not going to use the angels. I'm going to use the people who are the chosen black people to fight this war because this is your war. But I will lead you. A lot of you clowns will turn and run tail. Because one one thing, doubt is going to kick in. Disbelief. Fear is going to be there because they run hand in hand. And then what is it? What's in it for me? Because that got to show up. I you down here. What's in it for me? Now, we already sit here and said, based on what we've heard and what we've been told about, we're the chosen. If you do this, then your kingdom will come. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, who all going to be king? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be king because I don't want to be no servant. See, that right there would just throw a monkey wrench into everything right there. And you know it to be true. But as I said again, people, 
We want to stay on this love thing, but we never look at God as the worrying God. And that's why we always going to get disrespected, laughed at. We're going to keep running around, walking around in a circle, keep believing the same old lies. And some of us going to like being the Saturday night trick. We like being the, the two and four hoe. And if you know what two and four is, two years, four years election hoe. We like doing that. We like telling ourselves that we're doing all right. When really we ain't doing nothing at all. So I, like I said, I broke this down, gave you my commentator. Hey, I tell you all the time, go do your own research. You can take it or leave it. But it's already coming. And it's going to get worse. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's going to get worse, people. It ain't going to get any better. Like I said, I'm going to tell you this. You hear it right here first in the war room with Mr. Q, the war machine. You can pray. You can lay hands. You can do whatever you think. That ain't going to work because God has already given us what we need to do. We just too lazy and hard headed to do it. We don't want to go there. That's why we really ain't got the victory that we really want. We have gotten a, a copycat version of it. And we, we stay in that mindset. But to really get the real true victory that we all, I think we all crave for. Because not all of us got different interpretations of what victory is. And I'm going to tell you my, my interpretation of victory. My interpretation of victory is when you and I. A black on black can love one another, respect one another, where one another on whatever level it is, come together without someone telling, just instinctively coming together. Back in the days, I seen that once with my my grandma, my uncles, my great uncles. When shit needed to be done, all it took is one phone call. Next thing I know, I see like 50 damn, almost damn 50 cars in front of my house. Who the fuck all these people are? Half of them I know, the rest of them, I don't even know where the hell they came from. All it took is one call. Somebody said, hey, I need a little help. You thinking one or two people come. I'm serious, it'd be like 25 people, 25 to 50 people showed up. Hey, I'm your uncle so-and-so. I'm like, what the, who the fuck? Hey, how, how you doing? Hey, here go some, go on outside and play. Because you know, back in... <laughs> Grown folks talk, kids was outside. Until I see that, that's the victory that I want to see again. When I sit here and I see another brother doing say, you know, I'm going to support that brother because he got a good product. He got quality. I'm going to support that sister because, you know, she got quality product. She's doing something. She's giving back. She's taking care of her family. Her family's secure. She's secure. That's the victory. Not this bullshit that we up here trying to chase. You keep chasing this bullshit, it's going to lead you to an early grave. You keep believing in this fantasy nonsense that these people, these colonizers, keep promoting, keep producing, keep projecting to you. You're going to be, like somebody said, instinct one day. And we're going to see in a museum, here lies the black family. Once prominent upon this planet, now there's no more. They're just instinct. And that's really their true goal. Whether you want to believe it or not. Whether you want to hear it or not. Whether you don't believe that your good liberal friends are in, it, in on it, because they are too, in on it. 
They just tell you that shit as they smoking the weed and screwing you. And you think that's all right. They ain't on it too. So you keep being that way. You keep showing these images of these clowns doing this. And also, this this is another thing. Like the dude who had the chick follow him to the apartment. I don't really want nothing happen to her. I forgive her. This chick could have got you killed by a cop, fool. But you're going to sit up here and holler. I forget, man, fuck that. You can go to hell with that shit. But again, if we keep doing the way we're doing, we're going to be in hell. And these folks going to be laughing and like, them niggas sure were stupid. And you got people on these message boards saying that we are sure are stupid. Till next time, people. I'm out. I want to give a shout out to all the new listeners that come listen to the podcast. For all the people who've been here from the beginning, thank you so much. As I said, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Anchor, Google, Apple, all this stuff. Go follow, you know, go follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can go look on YouTube for visuals, Black Junction, whatever y'all get y'all stuff back up over there as well. But people... Think. Use your head. Do your research. And always be vigilant. Till next time, I'm your host, Miss Q. I'm out. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.